April 7th. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Luke, chapter 12, verses 8 through 34. Here's an overview. It talks about a fearful heart. You know, when you fear people, you start to hide things, and this leads to hypocrisy. You fail to confess Christ openly and depend on the Holy Spirit, and this silences your witness. But when you fear God alone, you need fear, no one else or nothing else, and you can boldly witness for Christ. You are important to God and precious in His sight. So never fear what people can say or do. And today as we look into the book of Luke, we'll hear about a divided heart. The word translated worry means to be pulled apart. And that is what worry does to you. If your heart is centered on Christ and trusting wholly in Him, well, you'll have a united heart that fears God alone. If your treasures are heavenly, well, you need not worry. No enemy can take them. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. April 7th, Luke chapter 12, verses 8 through 34. And I, Jesus, assure you of this. If anyone acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I, the Son of Man, will openly acknowledge that person in the presence of God's angels. But if anyone denies me here on earth, I will deny that person before God's angels. Yet those who speak against the Son of Man may be forgiven, but anyone who speaks blasphemies against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. And when you are brought to trial, in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about what to say in your defense, for the Holy Spirit will teach you what needs to be said even as you are standing there. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, Friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, Beware, don't be greedy for what you don't have. Real life is not measured by how much we own. And he gave an illustration. A rich man had a fertile farm, that produced fine crops. In fact, his barns were full to overflowing. So he said, I know, I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store everything, and I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get it all? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. Then, turning to his disciples, Jesus said, So I tell you, don't worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or clothes to wear, for life consists of far more than food and clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't need to plant or harvest or put food in barns because God feeds them and you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Of course not. And if worry can't do little things like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, 
won't He more surely care for you? You have so little faith. And don't worry about food, what to eat and drink. Don't worry whether God will provide it for you. These things dominate the thoughts of most people, but your Father already knows your needs. He will give you all you need from day to day if you make the kingdom of God your primary concern. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven, and the purses of heaven have no holes in them. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it, and no moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there your heart and thoughts will also be.
again today from Psalm 78. And as we said last time we were together, this is a long psalm. It reviews the whole history of Israel. The Exodus, their wilderness journey for 40 years, uh, the conquest of Canaan, and disciplines God sent them there. Israel was a rebellious nation, but God was gracious and gave the people opportunities to start again. Now this is not an excuse for us to sin and tempt God. But it's an encouragement to repent when we do sin. God's answer to Israel's needs was to give them a spiritual leader, David, the shepherd, and he sought to serve the Lord and love the flock of Israel. People have not changed. Uh Uh-uh, we're still the same. They still rebel against God. There's still a need for faithful instructors in the home and leaders in the nation. So do all you can to help the next generation serve the Lord in an acceptable way. Psalm chapter 78, verses 32 through 55. But in spite of this, the people kept on sinning. They refused to believe in his miracles. So he ended their lives in failure and gave them years of terror. When God killed some of them, the rest finally sought him. They repented and turned to God. Then they remembered that God was their rock, that their Redeemer was the Most High, but they followed him only with their words. They lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They did not keep his covenant. Yet he was merciful and forgave their sins, and didn't destroy them all. Many a time he held back his anger, and did not unleash his fury. For he remembered that they were merely mortal, gone in a moment, like a breath of wind, never to return. Oh, how often they rebelled against him in the desert, and grieved his heart in the wilderness. Again and again they tested God's patience, and frustrated the Holy One of Israel. They forgot about his power, and how he rescued them from their enemies. They forgot his miraculous signs in Egypt, his wonders on the plain of Zoan. For he turned their rivers into blood, so no one could drink from the streams, He sent vast swarms of flies to consume them, and hordes of frogs to ruin them. He gave their crops to caterpillars. Their harvest was consumed by locusts. He destroyed their grapevines with hail, and shattered their sycamores with sleet. He abandoned their cattle to the hail, their livestock to bolts of lightning. He loosed on them his fierce anger, all his fury, rage, and hostility. He dispatched against them a band of destroying angels. He turned his anger against them. He did not spare the Egyptians' lives, but handed them over to the plague. He killed the oldest son in each Egyptian family, the flower of youth throughout the land of Egypt. But he led his own people like a flock of sheep, guiding them safely through the wilderness. He kept them safe, so they were not afraid." But the sea closed in upon their enemies. He brought them to the border of his holy land, to this land of hills he had won for them. 
he drove out the nations before them. He gave them their inheritance by lot. He settled the tribes of Israel into their homes. Proverbs chapter 12 verses 21 through 23 No real harm befalls the godly, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. The Lord hates those who don't keep their word, but He delights in those who do. Wise people don't make a show of their knowledge, but fools broadcast their folly. Mm-hmm.